Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Coming at you live from Charlotte today and tomorrow at the 2019 ACC kickoff event. It is Atlantic Division Day today. It will be Coastal Division Day tomorrow. And we have, again, this is not hyperbole, we have one of the greatest head coaches in the history of ACC football dropping by shortly. Dabo Sweeney of Clemson is not yet 50 years old, yet he is already a two-time national champion. Now, we have some of those on the basketball side, right? Right in our backyard, Mike Krzyzewski has five titles. Roy Williams has three titles. And who knows, may, those guys may add to those numbers. On the football side, in the Atlantic Coast Conference, national champions have been fewer and farther between. Dabo Sweeney has two in the last three seasons. He is also seeking his fifth straight ACC football championship, clearly the dominant program in this league as the talking points this year at ACC kickoff include not only the soon-to-be-here ACC network and that August 22nd launch, but that other question, all right, we know Clemson's going to be really, really good again. Who else is going to be good enough to possibly even challenge the Tigers? That happens occasionally in a single game. It has not happened in terms of the entirety of a recent season. That Dabo Sweeney is going to drop by with us here on the David Glenn Show at our table on Radio Row in less than 10 minutes. Later this hour, Scott Satterfield's going to drop by. We got to know him really well at App State, right, in our backyard, former quarterback for the Mountaineers, a former assistant for the Mountaineers, and a very successful head coach in Boone. The last three Sun Belt titles were claimed by the Mountaineers. And remember, that's after they went from being that three-time national champion at the FCS level to jumping to FBS, joining the Sun Belt, and very, very quickly, thanks to Scott Satterfield and his staff, becoming the best program in that FBS conference. Well, now he's the new guy at Louisville, post-Bobby Petrino. Scott Satterfield will drop by in a little bit more than 30 minutes. Dave Doran of NC State and Dave Clawson of Wake Forest. You know we always get the state of North Carolina guys. They joined us a little bit earlier. If you missed it, check out our hourly podcast later today. We'll post them at the David Glenn Show Twitter handle. We also send all this stuff to the website we created about 25 years ago, accsports.com. The magazine is still going strong as well. Earlier this year, you got the basketball recruiting quarterly edition, the football recruiting quarterly edition, and coming out soon is our annual kickoff edition. In that edition, by the way, will be my longest form deep dive with all the subscription numbers, all the money numbers, how and why the ACC is in catch-up mode financially and with the soon-to-be-real ACC network. It's all in that deep-dive article in the pages of the ACC Sports Journal, and a shorter version of that is already up at theathletic.com and the Athletic Carolina. So this hour, Scott Satterfield from Louisville, Dabo Sweeney from the Clemson Tigers. No time for calls today or tomorrow, but remember David Cutcliffe of Duke, Mac Brown back at Carolina will be among our guests. We will speak to all 14 head coaches. They do a great job. Maybe it's because we've been around for 32 years. They make sure that we have access to all 14 head coaches. Can't squeeze them all into the live portion of the program, but we will send them all to accsports.com. So Dabo, did you know? He surprised his family with a new dog over the summer. He named it Levi, the dog, just in case he forgot that the most recent Tigers national title was captured against Alabama at Levi's Stadium. We'll find out 
his take on staying at the top of the mountain after four straight ACC titles and two of the last three national championships. And we'll get his view on the ACC network. It can't be fun to see your cross-state rival, South Carolina, which you've been beating on the field, them collecting such larger checks financially from the SEC headquarters compared to the check that the Clemson folks get from the ACC headquarters. Well, the ACC network is launching in part to narrow that gap. We will get Dabo Sweeney live on the other side here at the David Glenn Show. Scott Satterfield later, everybody else at our website, and of course with the Coastal Division, they'll be dropping by one by one, just as Dave Doran, Dave Clawson, Dabo Sweeney, and Scott Satterfield are doing in the live portion of our program today. We'll throw it back to Nathan in Raleigh. We'll be back here in Charlotte. Tommy and Sam are the interns on duty. Darren Vaught, usually our studio producer, is here in Charlotte with us, next to us. Dabo Sweeney joins us regularly by phone, frankly, more than he probably should for an out-of-state program, but we're thankful for that. We enjoy our face-to-face -face visits as well. The two-time national champion, Dabo Sweeney from Clemson, live next on the David Glenn Show. Mike Krzyzewski joining us. We asked folks you work with at Duke if you've changed or mellowed over the years. Well, you know, mellow is having a glass of wine and looking over, you know, the sunset, you know. <laughs> uh, I don't see how you can be mellow and coach a game. That can't happen. If it does, then you shouldn't be coaching. Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Dabo Sweeney is going to sit down with us shortly. He has become one of the most prominent coaches in all of college football. Of course, he and Nick Saban would be the only two candidates for that tag at the moment. He has become actually, even prior to the age of 50, 5-0, one of the most successful head coaches in football in the history of the Atlantic Coast Conference. Listen to some of these numbers, especially as you contrast them with most of what we've seen in ACC football over the years. For example, in our backyard, it is pretty rare for any coach or program to build a top 10 season. Like Mac Brown did it a couple times at Carolina in the late 1990s. NC State's only won 10 or more games one time in the history of its program. Wake Forest has won 10 or more games only one time in the history of its program. I mean, these are prominent ACC programs in our backyard, and yet those numbers apply. Dabo Sweeney goes and puts together top 10 seasons virtually every year, to be exact. In the last seven years, he has put together top 10 seasons with the Tigers six times. You all know about his two national championships in the last three seasons. You probably know about his four consecutive ACC football titles. A couple of the wrinkles as Dabo sits down with us at the David Glenn Show. Uh, once again, he always answers our phone calls, and we appreciate that. He's putting the headsets on now. He's in more demand than he's ever been. Believe it or not, he's entering his 11th full season as the head coach of the Tigers. He got a new dog for his family <laughs> over the summer. Uh, and I think he put together the first 15-0 season in the history of major college football. Dabo Sweeney, welcome back to the David Glenn yeah, Show. How man, are you, man? Good to see you. It's great to How see you. you. I'm doing great. I mean, congratulations more Thank than you. anything else. Appreciate it. How do you make sure you and everybody else turns the page as quickly as possible while not forgetting to, I hope, like enjoy the moment, man, 15-0? Oh, yeah. yeah, we enjoyed it. We certainly took time to do that. But, you know, we reset back in January and, and – uh, you know, you start over. I mean, it's pretty easy, to be honest with you, just because, you know, you don't have all the same guys back. It's a new team, and, and a lot of guys uh, that weren't on the team are here. We signed 
29 guys. We brought in 30-something guys, counting our walk-ons that came in. And so that's a lot of guys, a lot of new people that are eager to start their journey. You got a lot of guys that didn't play that are now starters or have bigger roles. And so, you know, you got to, as I always tell them, greatness never goes on sale, man. You got to pay full price every single year. Greatness never goes on sale. That's yeah. another Dabo wit of wisdom there. <laughs> I love it. I heard a quote from you. I could picture every college football, every football coach I've ever known nodding their head in agreement when you said we probably won the national championship game against Alabama one day in practice, like not even knowing oh, which yeah. day it might oh, have yeah. been, right? Oh, I know what day it was. A, a, a lot of fans would be freaked out by that. Like, what's Coach Sweeney talking about? Yeah. What's the best way to elaborate on that? Dumb it down for us. Well, there's always a moment. You know, every team, there, there's there's a moment. Last year's team was so veteran-led, and, and they were unbelievably competitive. And and it, it we had a, in camp, we had a, day where we couldn't hardly practice because they they were just going at each other and we were just like every other play we were having a fight it was just this and that and and uh so so i just blew the whistle and uh it was kind of a you know message to the coaches and the team and i'm like okay you know this we have to have we got to practice with purpose we got everything we do is with purpose and and uh so we just bear crawled for the whole practice. Um, and we, we went through all the periods, you know, so all those scripts, we drew all those cars, all wasted time, you know, because I was like, none of that matters if we can't have discipline in what we're doing. And uh, so, so we literally bear crawled for the entire practice. Uh, and, uh, and, but, but all of a sudden, those same guys that were getting after it, man, they came together. And they hear encouraging each other, and they, so we just went a little old school, and uh, but the guys responded, and and came together that day, and we never had another issue, uh, because everybody became more disciplined, the coaches, the players, everybody, and that's really all it took. The rest, the rest is history. Dabo Sweeney's joining us on the David Lynch Show. You've been very open with us over the years about faith, family, football, country, trip to the White House, all the above. I saw that you took your family to Italy, yep. France, first time overseas. Oh, yeah. Okay, and I did, you're a perspective guy. Yep. So how did this family trip jolt you or, or shape you? Because you always seem to take yeah. meaning out of your experience. Man, it was life-changing. It really was. I, I really, I was kind of anxious about going over. I've never, I've been to the Bahamas. Yeah. You know, I never really, uh, that just seems like another planet the to me. Uh, uh, yeah, you don't count that. Uh, <laughs> But it was, uh, it was just, it was, it was unbelievable to see the history, you know, to go to Rome uh, and, and to stand at the Colosseum that was built in 80, <laughs> 80, Eight zero. for 500 years <laughs> it's going. I mean, the original Death Valley, uh, you know, literally. And I mean, you're standing yeah, right, there literally. and it was like, and they, the, and, and I'm, I was fascinated of, because, you know, it's not like they had power, architecture, engineers, or, you know, all this stuff, but to how they built stuff and and had the the wherewithal to do these things. I mean, the Vatican, are you kidding me? To see St. Peter's, I mean, it was just just mind-numbing to take it all in and, uh, and, and then to see the beauty and to go to some of these little towns on the coast and how old they were and streets from... Yeah you know 1100 and 
uh, to see David in Florence and, you know, Michelangelo at 26, you know, how he created something. I mean, he's such a craftsman, and it, it, it was really phenomenal. I mean, I saw chairs older than our country, <laughs> you know, by 500 years, you know. I mean, uh, it, it just was, it was really unreal. And, but it also gave me a, a, a different perspective for our country uh, because, you know, you, you go over there and it's like, um, It'd be like South Carolina, Georgia, North Carolina, Alabama, all different countries. Yeah. Different languages. That close. And yeah. they don't all necessarily like each other. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's, it's pretty interesting uh, that, you know, our country is is, uh, is big, huge land. Even though we sometimes don't seem like we're, we're all, you know, together, uh, it's amazing what this country has been able to do uh, from literally a group of people coming over. And that was the other thing. You know, I didn't really understand. I mean, I know the pilgrims said religious persecution and different things, but but I didn't really have a perspective of what they left behind. But, I mean, they, they left cities and modernization. And, yeah. I mean, like Florence was there. Rome was there. I mean, you're going through these things, and they just, you know, get on a boat and show up on a beach and pitch a tent and, like, okay, we're going to start this new life. And, and boom, here's America. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, it's, just, it's just so wild to me you know things you studied in history books as a kid that you know but you get over there and it's it's fascinating uh, given what you've shared about your childhood with us yeah trying to see europe through your oh, eyes man. as a, as a I, kid I, who played I, for I, alabama yeah, it's just, yeah. it's, it's that is mind-blowing fascinating right i mean i did a bike tour in florence that was insane and, we, and here's a crazy story we get <laughs> over there to the bike place to meet the tour lady and the bikes are all purple and orange and oh, I'm like, nice. are you kidding me? Nice. Uh, and so we did this whole bike and tour. And you're not quite as famous and, over and, there that they did that and, just oh, for heck you. Oh, no. And, and, we, <laughs> and we, live, we live to tell about it. I mean, it was amazing. It really was. We did hikes, uh, Portofino to see. Porto, Portofino to me is Universal Studios in Orlando. Sure. You know? Like, I've stayed at Portofino down there. And, and you know, but to actually be there, yeah. it was uh, the food was amazing. And the people were amazing. And to have my kids and my mom. Uh, and my wife's parents, my wife's, my, my father-in-law is a, is a Ph.D. in geography and was a oh, professor wow. for years and years. Um, and, but he had never been out of the country. And so here's a guy who's 76 whose whole life taught geography and knows wow. the world. Now he's seeing and, it. And yeah. And he, he, I mean, like the hair was to see him and to see his reactions to things. It was, it was so cool. It That's was awesome. really a cool thing to be able to do and definitely something I would do again. Now, the Mediterranean was cold, beautiful, but cold. All right. I'll pass that along to my wife yep. for the next family planning trip. Uh, I think you, we got to send you to your next thing with uh, one last question. And I do want to thank you. You join us by phone yeah. for extended visits. I know we're an out-of-state show to you. I just really genuinely appreciate that, especially now that you're just even more ridiculously well, you do a great famous. Job. You always have some of the best questions. Thank you, Coach. You do, I, you I really appreciate that. And I really mean, I pre I've been at this for 32 years. I know you don't have to join us as much as you do, and I thank you for that. Since it's 2019 and we got to get you to your next interview, how do you describe the arrival of the ACC Network? That's one of the talking points here. You're a coach, so you're not responsible for all these dollars and, and budgets yep. and all that, but it impacts you, right? So what about its arrival and its longer-term promise? impacts you as a two-time national champion seeking your fifth straight ACC football title the ACC network yeah oh man it's a it's a game changer I mean it gives us uh, kind of levels the playing field a little bit yeah. you know I mean it, it, it's kind of like we've been winning uh, and uh, you know but we've had 
eight coaches instead of ten, you know, uh, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of, I mean, it, le it levels the playing field because now we have the same platform, you know, where, you know, maybe we can offset some of the rhetoric that, that seems to constantly uh, get bannered around back and forth. And now we have professionals that are constantly living and breathing ACC. And it's not just for football. It's not just for certainly for Clemson. It's all of our programs and athletic teams will benefit from this 24-7 ACC. Yep. I think it's a great way for the league to be able to message and network and just just touch people uh, and reach people differently than just through the, the normal mainstreams that, that they've had access to. So uh, it's all ACC all the time. And I think people are going to get a whole different perspective um, you know, through this and, and really showcase our league, uh, you know, on and off the field. You gave extra access. Uh, I know one yeah, of the, one of the yeah. features there, yeah. Coach K, gave, I mean, if yeah. Coach K and Dabo were given extra yeah. access, man, there's, <laughs> those are some documentaries well, coming down the pike. It's, it's a really cool opportunity for this league to, to grow and, and, uh, and to really sustain, you know, the success that we've had for many years to come. It's interesting. ADs think about money a lot. Like the ACC yep. network's going to be X million new yeah, dollars. Yeah, yeah. You didn't even mention money. Yeah. In well, your and that's certainly right? that's I mean, a factor. You're, but, you're aware but for of that. Me, yeah. But for me, you know, I just think our league does so many good things, and and to be able to message that and bring the exposure, uh, that's certainly a, a part of it. But to bring the exposure to so many good things that go on in this conference, uh, and and highlight it the right way. I mean, this league. We've won more national championships last last six years than any other league. You probably didn't know that. Half the time we talked about you know, it. But, you, know. Uh, you know, but but it's it's, it's crazy. Now now those are things that are going to become mainstream more uh, because you've got a network and, and like I said, people that are living and breathing it every single day. And uh, it's going to be really cool and a, and a great tool for all the schools, but all of our teams, men and women sports. Uh, for people to get a, a real clear lens into what this conference is all about. Since you give us so many gifts, here's one for your future interviews. I've been covering this league for 32 years now. Current ACC members have won nine of the last 19 men's basketball teams. Wow. Okay, so that's roughly half, nine yeah. out of 19. This is the first time in the history of a 67-year-old league where you can say we win half the time in men's basketball. We've won, as you said, three of six, half the time exactly yeah. in football. So that's our gift to you. In yeah, case you, in case you need it for a I future like interview, they're, like pull, they're pulling you away. Uh, our genuine appreciation. Yeah, coach. man. It's great Good to, to be see with you guys. Take Show. care. Yep. We didn't even talk about his players. Like, I just love picking his brain about life. I mean, we know how great his players are. I mean, you know, I, I just love asking yeah, you life questions it. more than football questions. All right, see you guys. We'll, we'll talk about your players after you're gone. That's all. He's good. He has good players again. How's that for expert breakdown right there? Dabo has good players at Clemson again. Make sure everybody in the room knows that. Dabo's got some talent with the Tigers again. Uh, we could have had him break that down, right? But like, Darren, you and I... Could we see that Deshaun Watson was a special talent, or did we need Dabo to tell us that? I don't know that we needed Dabo no, to probably, tell us that. Probably not. Probably not. Do we know that, uh, <laughs> and that's from the past, do we need Dabo to tell us that Travis Etienne is one of the most talented running backs in the country? No, I think we've established that. So I get quite, oh, come on, DG. We'll talk about that DG, when he's not sitting. You didn't even talk to hardly football with Dabo. I'm like, Dabo talks football all the time. Dabo does press conferences. Dabo is... He'll talk about his depth chart from now until the end of August. We can't use our time with him on tell us how Travis Etienne is a great running back. I know how Travis Etienne is a great running back. 
there are, and, and of course he has to give serious answers to some football questions. Think of it this way. I'm not sure I've ever seen this. I'd have to go back over 32 years. I'm, I'm getting old and I don't remember everything. But can you think of an example? It doesn't even have to be ACC. An example where all four of your starting defensive linemen were selected in the NFL draft and three of the four were selected in the first round. So, you know, when you ask the question, how do you put together the first 15-0 season in the history of college football? There's a lot of branches to that tree, right? It has to do with outstanding quarterback play by then-freshman Trevor Lawrence, who, of course, is back. And one, he's not here in Charlotte today, but he's one of the returning superstars of this league. It has to do with talented wide receivers. A couple of them are back. If you've seen Justin Ross play, T. Higgins play, I mean, they're back. It has to do with talented offensive lines. Some of those guys have moved on. ETN and others at the running back position. But can you even think of a time, let's remember this now, in its history, and Clemson was a national championship program before Dabo got there. Dab, uh, Tommy Ford won one, in, I mean, sorry, Danny Ford won one in the early 1980s. So now Dabo is two in the last three seasons at a school that got one in his first, like, 100 years of trying, right? So that's special into itself. Clemson had never had three first-round draft picks in a single seat year until this past draft. Those guys remember a year ago we were talking about who's going to stay. We have this game in college hoops every year. Who's going to stay? Who's going to leave? Oh, Tyus Jones stayed at Duke, and now Kay has another point guard built in ready to go rather than Tyus joining these other guys jumping after one year to the NBA. That's a big deal. It's not a small deal. It's a big deal. So a year ago we were talking about who's going to stay. Dexter Lawrence from Wake Forest, North Carolina, could have left earlier than he did, right? Or is he the guy who had to you got to stay three years, right? So not all of them could have left earlier. But Christian Wilkins could have and described to us why he stayed. Now he's gone now, to be clear, but a year ago why he stayed for his senior year, right? You ended up with the Cleveland Farrell, one defensive end, high first round. Dexter Lawrence, defensive tackle, for mid first round. Christian Wilkins, defensive tackle, mid first round. So Clemson, an outstanding football school for my entire career, more ups than downs by a lot, never had three first rounders until that group, and they're all on the defensive line. Austin Bryant was picked somewhere in the middle rounds. All four of your starting defensive linemen that chased Alabama quarterbacks as you dominated Nick Saban in the Crimson Tide in the national title game, they're all gone. That's not just you don't snap your fingers no matter how much you've recruited well, no matter how intense your practices are. There's no light switch to replace your entire starting defensive line. What do most of these coaches tell us? What is the hardest position in college football to recruit large numbers of elite athletes. Do you ignore them most of the time the way you ignore me, or you usually listen to when they <laughs> go to the give them? Are you, are you, I feel like this is going in the direction of a defensive line Correct. answer. Sometimes they'll say offensive line as well, but think about it. How many human beings are created that are enormous, but still athletic and skilled and agile and strong? Now, you might, you might recruit five quarterbacks and you like all five, but in the back of your mind, you know that if two or three of them fall by the... If you're Dabo and you're signing one or more every year, if two or three fall by the wayside and maybe they have to transfer to find playing time, 
that's all good. You still got Deshaun Watson. You still got Trevor Lawrence, right? <laughs> there is, there are not enough of those large, fast, tough, strong, immovable pass rushers in case of the ends. God just doesn't make large numbers of those human beings. And sometimes college programs need to put two or three years worth of meat on their bones, even if they fit part of that description, before they're ready to be true difference makers at that position. You see what I'm, see what I'm saying? So as, as one of the talking points here in Charlotte is, is it going to be Clemson and everybody else again? The question specific to the Tigers is how do you just – this is not an assembly line. Now, we're – we're impressed that you followed Deshaun Watson with Trevor Lawrence, and that's just a freaky good accomplishment. But defensive linemen cannot be as much of an assembly line. Now, they have, I could give you the names of three or four guys that they really like, who some of whom will end up in the NFL. But that's a fair question, right? As Syracuse has played you close a couple times in a row, you know, even in the years you won the ACC title, you've, been, you've had somebody jump up and bite you, not last year, but other years. That's not a small question. How do you replace three first-round defensive linemen and four NFL draft picks at the same position? You can lose a D-back, and you might have three others returning, right? You can lose two starting offensive linemen. You might have three others returning, and you had one of those, like, Swiss Army Knife dudes who played a bunch of backup snaps. So now you have three starters back at the same position, the unit, offensive line, and you have three or four guys you trust, even though you lost a couple to the NFL. It's it's just a different world for Clemson on the defensive line, and I don't know how that is going to shake out. But if anybody's wondering, how can this monstrosity possibly wobble, possibly be threatened, possibly be dethroned, would I bet that it would happen? No. Would I pick somebody else to win the ACC title as I hand in my ballot this week in Charlotte? Of course not. But could it happen? Nobody thought some of these other losses would have happened. It's unpredictable. Nobody's perfect. These are human beings playing games. If there is a fair question about Clemson, there it is. Even if you have four guys ready to step into the starting lineup on that defensive line, they cannot possibly be. It just, the world does not work this way. They cannot be as good as Cleveland Farrell, Dexter Lawrence, Christian Wilkins, and Austin Bryant. Can't be. It is the hardest position to replace in large numbers and that is central to Dabo Sweeney's challenge as he seeks a, th a third national title in the last four years and a fifth consecutive ACC championship. He's up there, man. Do you even have, like, is your reflex answer to who's the greatest ACC football coach in the history of this league? Is it just Bobby Bowden of Florida State? I mean, that's got to be your... Yeah, we've had, we've had other great yeah. ones. I mean, and, Frank, and Frank Beamer. I'll always Tech. mention my... my uh, attachment to Frank Beamer having grown up in that area and seeing seeing a, a lot of Virginia Tech games but this is a little bit before your time life-wise but since you grew up in Virginia I, I would hope that even those in your age bracket representing the 20s and 30-somethings George Welsh was a heck of a football yes. coach at UVA yes so George Welsh would be one of the somewhere on that list of the greatest coaches of all time in this league George Welsh never really threatened for a national title right right um, Frank Beamer fellow legend uh, did get to the national title game that one time with the Hokies. And got smacked by um, FSU. Of course, yeah, Bobby Bowden's FSU. So it's a short list of those who have won multiple national championships, again, in football in the ACC. Dabo's on it. Bobby had two, right? And Dabo's 49. 
49 years old, <laughs> and he's already got two nationals, and he has five ACC titles. It's crazy, man. I, I could, like uh, some of our other guests, I, I would never run out of questions for Dabo Sweeney. He's just no, especially once you learn that, you know, oh, you got a dog over the summer. Yeah, you, I mean, we you, didn't even get to talk you went about to Italy. <laughs> he surprised his family with a new dog this summer, and he's named or she is named in honor of Levi's Stadium. Uh, at least I got the ACC Network question in there. <laughs> Sometimes I, when I talk to Davo, I forget he's a football coach. <laughs> I, just, I just want to talk about other stuff. Uh, the only 15-0 season in major college football history. Whose name is on that? Dabo Sweeney, our guest here on the David Glenn Show. Scott Satterfield is a guy we got to know really well in, well, recent decades. Former App State quarterback, former App State assistant coach. Remember that Mountaineers won three straight FCS national championships. Scott Satterfield helped turn his alma mater into an FBS power. They jumped to the FBS. They joined the Sun Belt. And boom, who has the best program in that league? None of the old holdovers. App State under Scott Satterfield. Well, he has a different challenge in front of him now. There was scandal at Louisville. There was the Bobby Petrino dismissal at Louisville. There was the head coach didn't even make it to the end of the season last year at Louisville. And Scott Satterfield, formerly of App State, steps into those shoes in Louisville starting this year. He's going to be picked probably last in the, co at, in the Atlantic Division as we have Atlantic Division Day today here and then Coastal Division Day tomorrow with Mac Brown and David Cutcliffe and the rest of that crew dropping by. Always have fun with Justin Fuente and Bronco Mendenhall uh, as well. Scott Satterfield's going to be with us on the other side. No phone calls today or tomorrow, only because we are surrounded by guys like Dabo Sweeney, one of the biggest figures in all of college sports as we speak. We look forward to seeing some more legends at the ACC basketball event that we always attend as well. What's front and center? Who can challenge the Tigers? How successful will the ACC network launch be a month or so from now? Some of these are old questions. Some of these are new wrinkles. Appreciate Dave Doran, Dave Clawson, Dabo Sweeney, and soon here, Scott Satterfield for dropping by. Had a lot of fun with Mark Richt, formerly of the Canes, now of the ACC network as well. We'll catch up with Coach Sat on the other side. Of course, we'll mix in an App State question. The new head coach of the Louisville Cardinals and one of four new guys at this year's ACC kickoff event, My Manny Diaz of Miami, Jeff Collins of Georgia Tech. You all know about Mac Brown's return to UNC. Scott Satterfield is that other new guy. He'll sit down with us at the David Glenn Show table next on the David Glenn Show. Ruffin McNeil, welcome back. I know we'll always be a huge part of you and your family. You know, this will be my last coaching stop after this. Yeah, maybe join you on a radio show or Amen. do some of that. Yeah. We'll be, we'll be doing some remote shows from your boat in the middle of the Caribbean somewhere <laughs> if I have my way. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to The David Glenn Show. Our next guest is a new guy, kind of, but not exactly. He's one of the four new head coaches in the Atlantic Coast Conference here at ACC kickoff. But he's not new really to us or our statewide listeners. He helped App State as a quarterback, as a player, as an assistant coach, and more recently as the head coach as the Mountaineers jumped to the FBS and became right out of the gate the best program in the Sun Belt Conference. He is now tasked with turning around the Louisville Cardinals. Scott Satterfield, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? I'm doing great, David. Always great to be on your show. It's great to see you. I mentioned that 
there's some black in your outfit <laughs> and in the Cardinals logo. That's an easy transition yep. from App State and the Mountaineers. How's the rest of this going? Because I've never seen you wear red in any capacity, so you're probably yeah. making some tailors I had to go happy. buy some red ties, you know, and then uh, and, and really uh, red is probably our primary color there, so I do have to have a lot of things red. So when we're outfitting our house um, up there in Louisville, my wife, Beth, uh, a lot of our accent chairs, pillows, is all red. Because we didn't have any, you know. <laughs> we had black and gold stuff at the house. So it's all, you know, some red accent stuff. And, and horses. you got to have horses when you're living in Louisville. There are little cultural things at every program, right? Like as a transplant from Pennsylvania as a child, I had to learn bits and pieces. Hey, this is how App State does things. Yep. This is how you describe their mascot, their nickname, Kid Brewer Stadium. You just dropped a great, did you hear the Louisville? He didn't, he didn't get it wrong. He didn't say Louisville, David. Uh, are, how many of those things have been on your learning curve? Oh, yeah. Or did you already know most? No, I didn't. I had to, I'm, I'm, I'm still learning a lot right now. But, I, but I, when I first got there, they just said, just say it fast. Just say Louisville fast. And then, and then it'll just blend in. They'll, they'll just think, yeah, don't say it slow. That's, you know, Louisville. You know, but, uh, but yeah, you gotta, you're learning on the run as you go. You're exactly right. Because, I mean, and that's the thing about, you know, coming up to Louisville is that, you know, I don't. I didn't know anybody. You don't know anything. Yeah. You know, I've been to the city like once, and then uh, we played there. I played there one time when I was at FIU. So you don't know anything. So you're trying to learn the lay of the land, not only the program, but you know the restaurants or the doctors and you know all the other things. And that's that's sometimes you know people don't understand all that. Scott Satterfield is with us now, representing and duly decked out as a member of the Louisville Cardinals. Uh, we've been asking every coach just a little bit of an off the field question. In the last 12 months, what is a book, a movie, a trip, another experience that A, was meaningful to you, and since, you know, you can't share everything with us, B, you'd be willing to share with the statewide yeah. audience here at the David. Well, I, you know, I think there's probably a couple different things, but I think probably the biggest thing was a book um, by Joshua Metcalf, Chop Wood, Carry Water, and it's a book about process. And... We, uh, we started doing this at App where we'd take a book and we'd get our leadership team together. We'd get 10 players. And so we did it this offseason up, up in, in Louisville, and it was, that was the book. And uh, so we went through that book and read it and just, you know, kind of talking about different leadership principles. But it's all about process. And we, we're obviously in a process here at Louisville, <laughs> you know, things that we have to do there. And, uh, and so we just thought that would be good to get that to the players. And then the, the thought of that is to let those players filter down to their position groups. We had one player from each position group. And we went through the whole book and had discussion. We met once a week for an hour. And it was just great. It's great for me. And it's great to share and then learn our players. And then obviously for them to learn about me. And I think that, that just goes hand in hand. Speaking of sharing, uh, you probably know of the NFL TV show Hard Knocks. Yep. And there are a lot of coaches and a lot of franchises that basically dread, please don't come our way, right? <laughs> Part of the launch of the ACC network involved, you know, Dabo Sweeney giving extra access to Clemson football, Mike Krzyzewski extra access to Duke basketball. I mean, you know, the ACC network is one of the talking points here uh, yep. at the 2019 kickoff. What goes into that for you, right? You're giving special access in some cases to people you mm -hmm. kind of don't know yeah. or whatever. You decided to do it, and now there's an all-access Louisville football show. Yeah, well, there's a great tie with T.A. Films, who's actually doing it. He's an App State guy. Okay, and, that uh, helps. And so yeah. I, I remember when he first started as a student there <laughs> filming on the wow. sideline. So then he, he started this company, and, this, and he does fabulous work. I mean, he just he did all, all of Luke Combs' videos. And they're, nice. I mean, this guy's very super talented, and he's got about five or six employees from that space so that's kind of the connection there <laughs> but but I'm all for it because I just think you know for us we're a new staff there we're new to the ACC I want to get people to, to get a feel for us and, and see how we operate see how we run things
things that's going to help in recruiting. They're going to see we have nothing to hide. I mean, we're going to try to do things above board, do it the way everybody would want it done. And so I just think it gives a great insight to our program of how we do things, how we run things. To me, it can't do anything but help us. And I think uh, and then really just to kind of share with the national audience out there about, you know, you know, Satterfield and his staff and his players and his program that hopefully will elevate our program to something that we can start competing for championships. I'll tell you what, man, I don't know if you saw it, but when uh, Commissioner John Swafford gave his State of the Union address, there was a promo up on the screen, and it involved some of the Coach mm -hmm. K stuff, some of the Dabo stuff, some of you. Mm -hmm. And, man, I'm, I'm fired up because we feel like we know you fa right. fairly well. <laughs> That's right. And there's audio of you in video saying, you know, I just remember this phrase, this is the best time of your life, That's you right. know, and some right. other motivational things. Yeah. Do, do you have to change much when you know everything is being – I mean, I, I imagine you'd say those things yeah. whether the cameras are yeah. on or not, but do you find yourself thinking about that at all? Not really. You know, I, I think when, when I'm addressing my team or our coaching staff, I'm going to, you know, to me, I am who I am. Yeah. I, you know, and I'm that way. And, I, and that's what we tell recruits and their parents. Hey, what you see today is what you'll see next month or next week. I think every time I've been on this show, I'm probably the same way. Yeah. I just think you got to be who you are. I don't like people that are trying to be something different, yeah. like in recruiting. Scary. And I, I, it, it is scary. And they're putting up a facade and a front, and that's not really who you are. So to me, I think, you know, we don't have anything to hide. That's, and that's what I mean by that. You know, there's. You know, there's going to be things, and I, and I know, and I trust these guys that are doing this. They're going to they're going to spin it in a way where we'll look good, you know, yeah. and uh, and and all that. So, um, but we are who we are, and I think I want people to see that, and I think it'll help our program because I think that we got a bunch of great coaches and, and players that that the other recruits want to be a part of. There's no questioning your track record from App State. Can you remind us of the numbers as people wonder, hey, what's Louisville football going to look like under Coach Sat? Remind us, like, you took a chunk of guys with you from yeah. HAP. So anyone familiar with the Mountaineers, it's not like you're going to reinvent the wheel, right? Um, I mean, go ahead and answer yeah. that however you can and re remind us what, how much of your guys yeah. are yeah. part of Louisville. Now. Well, we, you know, there's ten full-time coaches. We got six of them from App okay. State that came in. also hired Dwayne Leopard, who was at NC State there, you know, right. who was with me at App for four years. Yeah. Um, to, to, you know, do our offensive line. So, and then on, on top of that, we hired our strength staff. Uh, you know, three guys from App came up. My DFO came up from App. You know, and then and then there are some other guys that were there that we that we that we kept there. So, I mean. Um, it's a lot of people that I've worked with, and I think any time that you go into something, you want to be with people that you trust, that you know has your back, and I got their back, and I think that's going to filter down to our players. Um, you know, so it's going to be a very similar to what we did at App. You know, we, we started out pretty rocky at App. You know, I was yeah, 5 and 12 yeah. as the head coach starting out, but then yeah. after that we won a ton of games. So that's kind of hopefully we'll lay the same foundation do the same things here. Well, last thing for you. Uh, you're going to be picked probably last in your division. Yep. I know you don't care yep. what the writers vote, That's but right. just give, give us a sense of how do you verbalize the goals mm -hmm. knowing that there are difficult transitions and probably bumps in the road. Yeah, so so we're going we're doing that on a daily basis there, you know, and it's very simple. It's and we got this in every meeting room with their attitude and effort. You got to come to work every day with a great attitude and you got to give maximum effort. And if you're not, we're going to let you know, all right? So, if we do that on a daily basis, the outcome at the end of the season will be positive. And so that's what we're that's 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 our that's our goals. To have great attitude and great effort. That's pretty simple, right? So, we're not putting a numerical value on, you know, wins or losses or any of this other type thing. I got to have great effort and great attitude every single day, and I know at the end of the season it'll be a, it'll be a successful season. It's kind of like your honor the process book that you're describing. Absolutely, were exactly right. Exactly Scott right. Satterfield, you can follow him nowadays on Twitter at Coach Sat U of L, first year head coach of the Louisville Cardinals. As always, great to see you. Thanks for the time. Good luck, and you know we'll be knocking on your yep. door again. Thank you, David. Look forward to talking to you soon. You got it, Scott Satterfield. Always fun. 
as a visitor while representing App State. And now one of the new guys, the new faces here at the ACC kickoff event, Coach Sat, U of L, first-year head coach of the Cardinals. I don't think the media balloting is released until later. I don't even think my ballot is due until Friday. Is that true? Um, so maybe they'll release it Friday afternoon after this event is over. But Coach Sat is not inheriting a full cupboard. Like, I'm, everybody knows that I'm not a big Bobby Petrino fan as a person, but I think he was a heck of a football coach. Like, the guy knows offense. The guy knows quarterbacks. The guy made Louisville football relevant in a way that it hardly ever was in the history of that school. Louisville basketball has been remarkable since I was a little kid. Like, they had a coach named Denny Crum, led him to the national title, right? Rick Pitino more recently. Bobby Petrino knows football, and Bobby Petrino's season last year was a train wreck. It wasn't just a disappointment. It was effort was being questioned, talent was being questioned. They were dead last. He got fired before the end of the season. That's the picture that Scott Satterfield steps into. I have no doubt that at some point his process is going to work the way it's worked for him at App State. How long does that take? I have no idea. And, and as I fill out my ballot later this week, it's hard not to pick Louisville to finish at or near the bottom of a division where you, you got to deal with Dabo Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers. I think Dave Clawson and Wake are going to be good this year. Dave Doran needs a new quarterback, but he has built a, a program that's strong in the trenches, right? So you, you certainly, if you're Scott Satterfield, there's not a pushover to find in your own division, right? You've got a monster in Clemson. You've got consistent winners at State and Wake that have been going to bowls time after time. Dino Babers just won 10 games at Syracuse last year. Steve Adazio has been a bowl after bowl after bowl guy at Boston College. And they're looking at you as the closest thing to a cupcake on their divisional schedule if you're Louisville and Scott Satterfield. So there's going to be an adjustment period. Regardless, it's great to see Coach Sat. Great to have him back on our airwaves. We do have some final thoughts and, of course, some TV picks as we come down the stretch live from the 2019 ACC kickoff event in Charlotte. That's next on the David Glenn Show. UNC coach Roy Williams is joining us. You are uncomfortable with your name in the same sentence as Dean Smith. I know that I will never be as good as he was in, in any way. Yet when I hear people say those things, yeah, those things are pretty neat. I, but I try to make sure that's about as far as I go. Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. We are coming down the stretch on today's program. And down the they come. Thanks to Dabo Sweeney for dropping by. Dave Clawson from Wake Forest. Scott Satterfield from Louisville. Dave Doran from NC State. Mark Richt, formerly the Miami Hurricanes, now with the brand-new ACC Network. Of course, the parade of coaches will continue tomorrow. We mix in some players from time to time as well. We have interviewed even more coaches outside the live portion of today's program, so we'll send a lot of them to accsports.com. We'll have more of those available on future shows, etc. Mac Brown live tomorrow from Carolina. David Cutcliffe live tomorrow from Duke. We redo it, run it back, as the kids say. It's the Coastal Division Day tomorrow at the ACC's annual kickoff event here in Charlotte. Your TV picks tonight. It's that time of year. It's a little bit of a slim pickings, but you do have a little Major League Baseball, Rays, Yankees at 7 o'clock, a little international soccer on ESPN2. See you from ACC Media Days. We'll see you tomorrow.
Mr. President Barack Obama, welcome to the David Glenn Show. How are you? David, it's great to be on. It's wonderful to, to talk to the folks in North Carolina. I always say uh, I love the state of North Carolina, love the people of North Carolina. Even the folks who don't support me down there are nice to me. The David Glenn Show.